disruption zone. Opportunity lives where the status quo dies. Talking to the greatest innovators, disruptors, and off-the-wall inventors, we can scrounge up. You laugh, you'll learn, you'll be inspired. Now, here are your hosts, Leland Conway and Cameron Mills. It's not Joe Rogan that's dangerous. It's CNN, the mainstream media, and elements of our government and big tech seeking to silence Joe Rogan, the podcaster, the comedian, the MMA commentator that is dangerous. I don't think we can underestimate the seriousness of where we are in this discussion about free speech in the United States of America. I said on Twitter this last day or so, um, I'm pulling up my Twitter account. I said, let me be clear. If you are on the side of those seeking to silence voices and opinions, either through government or corporations, then you are on the side of every despicable, oppressive tyrant in human history. You are at best dangerously ignorant and at worst deviously complicit. Just let that sink in. All right. We're going to have a conversation with my friend Scott Jennings. He is one of the few conservative uh, commentators on CNN. He brings uh, a small element. Well, he he's a towering inferno of truth. He brings an element of truth to an otherwise deceitful network for the most part. And we're going to talk to him because he got into a back and forth over the issue of Joe Rogan's podcast and whether he should be silenced. And Neil Young uh, the uh, the venerable 75 million albums that he sold. Um, musician, although you know, he hasn't really done anything in 40 years, uh, saying, hey, pull all my, my music from Spotify unless you get rid of Joe Rogan. And, of course, Spotify paid Joe Rogan $100 million, the biggest podcast that ever existed. So which do you think they're going to choose? Obviously. So anyway, we're going to talk to Scott Jennings about that. First, though, a quick word from our sponsor. It, it, we could not do this show without my friends at Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. Guys, home equity is at an all-time high right now. So if you're thinking about staying put but want to take advantage of that and make your house your dream house, well, a great way to do that is to upgrade your kitchen. And the best way to do that is to call my friend Tim Montgomery at Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. We did our kitchen with them. It did such a great job that I'm pretty confident that's the reason why our house in Kentucky sold in like about a day. I mean, obviously, it was, there were other elements of that property that were awesome. But when you walked in that house and you saw that beautiful kitchen, it just made people fall in love. It certainly did with us. They also did our master bath. So we used them twice. Here's the thing. Supply chain problems are all over the world, but not at Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. They have beautiful cabinets in stock ready to go. So if you're a do-it-yourselfer or a contractor, they can help you out with that as well. Three designers on staff standing by waiting to help make your dream kitchen come true. So call them. Michelle, Kelly, and George all want to talk to you. You can call them at 502-930-3304. That's 502-930-3304. And let your kitchen dream come true today. LouisvilleCabinetsAndCountertops.com. Boy, this this topic, and, and I, I can't. I can't overemphasize how important this is. I, you know, like him or hate him, he's become kind of that sort of bellwether, if you will, the canary in the coal mine. You have a podcaster who's also a comedian, who's also uh, a uh, an MMA 
uh, fight commentator, and he happens to have very interesting guests from all walks of life and all political uh, angles. But one area that just really gets under the skin of the authoritarians running the country right now is this idea of people who have an enormous amount of pedigree, an enormous amount of education, who have questions about the official narrative surrounding COVID. And this is driving them nuts. And one of the things I find is interesting, I got into a little bit of a a spat on Twitter, which I almost never do. There's really nothing good that comes of Twitter anyway. Follow me on Twitter at Leland Show. L-E-L-A-N-D. One of the things that's really interesting about this, again, Joe Rogan's not the problem. He's not the danger. He's not what's dangerous. It's not dangerous to listen to other ideas, even if they're wrong. It's not dangerous. Poke holes in them. And Joe Rogan has had people from both sides of this issue on, and some of them have attempted to poke holes in this. Fine. If, if, the, if the government were serious, if they were serious about what they consider to be misinformation regarding COVID— All they have to do is go on Joe Rogan's show because he will have them. He would have Joe Biden on. He would have the uh, secretary uh, or, sorry, Surgeon General Vivek Murthy, who is calling, according to Outkick.com, for Joe Rogan's experience podcast to be uh, censored for misinformation. The Daily Wire reported that Murthy expressed the desire for the U.S. government and leading tech giants to have a hand in dictating content related to topics such as COVID-19 pandemic. Sorry, there's this pesky little thing called the First Amendment. My friend Scott Jennings is uh, basically a towering uh, inferno of common sense on CNN. And this topic came up yesterday. Here's what he had to say about, because this all evolved around the Neil Young, hey, take my stuff off Spotify. You can have Neil Young or you can have Joe Rogan. And Spotify was like, see you later, Neil Young. And Neil Young lost like 60% of his streaming, which was like 60 bucks a month. So he's now in the poorhouse. He doesn't have money to pay for rent for his tiny house in California. The bottom line is CNN, or excuse me, uh, Spotify made the right choice. They said, look, I mean, We're going to go with an ultimatum here. We're going to take the guy we just paid $100 million to who's driving ad revenue through the roof. That's who we're going to go with. Here's what Scott Jennings said on CNN. Yeah, I mean, the business case for this for Spotify is quite obvious. They pay Joe Rogan $100 million to make the biggest podcast in the world. He's got 11 million listeners every day. I mean, this is one of their biggest, most profitable entities. And so the idea they were going to side with Neil Young over this was crazy. I do think it it highlights, though, a startling turn on the political left towards authoritarianism when it comes to free speech. I'm old enough to remember back during the Bush years when Neil Young went on a tour called the Free Speech Tour because he was out protesting the Iraq war. Well, he's come a long way. That's quite an evolution when you try to use your Uh, you know, use your platform to get corporations to silence speech that you don't like. So I think it's a troubling trend on the left to try to throw people that you don't like out of the public square. In this case, Joe Rogan won, but I don't think it's going to stop the trend. So that's Scott Jennings. He's with us now. Scott, how are you, sir? Good to hear you, brother. You as well. Uh, Your opponent in terms of uh, rhetorical opponent, I think, was C.J. Farley. And when he responded to what you just said there, essentially he just responded by listing the catalog of great songs that Neil Young has done. And I thought, well, that's when Scott Jennings won the debate. Yeah, it was an interesting topic. It was blowing up, as you pointed out, uh, because this, this idea that if there is someone out there talking that we don't like or we don't like what they say or they're challenging the 
you know, the, the only narrative that's allowed by those who allow narratives that, that they must be banished. They must be taken off the air. They must be thrown out of the public square. And, and I, I don't, I don't understand why anyone thinks this is good. Tomorrow it could be you, by the way. I oh, mean, yeah. tomorrow it could be the, oh, the people trying to yeah. throw Joe Rogan out. Tomorrow it could be somebody coming after you. Yeah. And, and the strength of America has always been that we can all talk. And then the American people decide where we want to go. Right. That's the strength of America. And to me, if you're like, I got to get rid of Joe Rogan, then what you're saying is America's weak because we can't handle speech. And I just I find it to be an anti-American sentiment to want to get rid of Joe Rogan. And I said on the same panel, people say stuff on CNN that I don't agree with all the time, but right. I would defend to the death their right to get on TV and say it because I believe in speech speech. We should all believe in speech. Yeah. It, you know, it's really unfathomable to me is it, it, what's well, hilarious to me is that, you know, I've listened to Joe Rogan's podcast for a long time. I can't tell you how many times I've beaten the steering wheel because I disagree with him. And I'm like, dude, stop being so dense. You know I mean? This is what a lot of, uh, and I don't mean to, I don't want to politicize this, but let's be honest. Most of the pushback and most of the authoritarianism right now is coming from the left in America, which is shocking to me because a lot of the people calling for Joe Rogan to be censored don't realize that he is a big government left wing. Most of the time, except for the exception of, of, uh, of firearms, that he endorsed Bernie Sanders. He endorsed not only a living wage, but a universal income. He has been on the left reliably on a lot of issues. It's just on this one, which is an issue that the left used to line up with. That's my body, my choice. He's been consistent. And for that consistency, the people who should be loving him are throwing him out the window. That That is fascinating. He's being framed as some sort of right-wing uh, talker, which is the uh, it's exactly not what he is. Yeah, he, he has he has been uh, confounding uh, to a lot, a lot of people on the right who want him to be, you know, a reliable conservative voice. And as you pointed out, that's not at all what he is. And I think a lot of his audience, frankly, are not terribly political people. You know, right. they're not, yeah. you know, they're not like you and me. You know, they don't they don't sit around. They're mostly and comedians and MMA day. fighters. That's what they are mostly. Yeah, but 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 the. But the, the idea that just because you got off the narrative on one topic all of a sudden yeah. makes you some right-wing nut that must be thrown out of the public square, it, it, but it, it shows you the impulse, Leland, that the minute, the minute you get out of line, the minute you get out of line, they come for you. And yeah. I, I got to tell you, I, it, it, it is, I, I do a lot of CNN, as you pointed out. Um, I do a lot of radio and a lot of commentary. The number one, the number one comment I get, when I do these appearances or write something, it, it's always the same. Why is Scott Jennings allowed to speak? Why are <laughs> right. you allowing him on CNN? Why is he allowed to come on and say these things? They don't want opposing viewpoints. The strength of America is in speech and in conversation. And by the way, Joe Rogan, he may not – he has said a lot of things about COVID I don't agree with, but I'll say mm-hmm. what. He has raised conversations about the narrative that have turned out – to have some validity yeah. <laughs> over time. I mean, there, there is there have been some valid questions about masks and other things that to, just today, the Washington Post, the Atlantic, NPR. You know, these are not uh, bastions of conservatism. They're all saying we got to take the masks off kids in schools. Right, now. right. So, so this has evolved over time, and Rogan has been trying to have this conversation. It is, it is, it is 
unfathomable to me that we have an entire political ideology or political party in this country that is dedicated to shutting down the speech of the people they just happen to disagree with. It is it is it it makes me feel like America is in a weak place yeah. because half of our half of our political system thinks nothing of of trampling on the very first amendment of our constitution. Yeah, I, I fully agree with you. We're talking with Scott Jennings, CNN, USA Today columnist as well. Uh, you, you pretty much see Scott Jennings all over the place, and and you uh, you do bring the fire, the conservatism, the the consistency on there. And you know what's interesting when you I was listening to what you were saying there, um, Scott, and what really drew me, I think, officially away from the Republican Party and into this more libertarian ish independent slot. Because I don't feel like I can be put in a political box. I definitely tend to lean um, towards liberty all the time. But what drew me away from any official party affiliation was that I had friends on the left who made sense to me when they talked about things like free speech, when they talked about things like, um, you know, we should have the ability to make choices over our own bodies, although I am pro-life. But that's a discussion for another day. But when they talk about things like making sure there's always dialogue and there's open mindedness and and fighting for everyone to have the same rights and so on and so forth, that drew me away from any sort of political affiliation. And now I find that my friends on the left, in some cases, are no longer my friends because they've bought into this sort of authoritarian, totalitarian sort of uh, aspect. And, and it's so weird to me because if you if you pick a random lefty. And three years ago, before we ever knew about COVID, asked them if they thought it would be okay for the government to give total immunity to Big Pharma and then force everyone to take a shot that profits Big Pharma, they would have spat at you and cursed at you. And now they're telling all of us that we have to acquiesce. That's the thing that I think weirds a lot of people out. You know, I I wonder all the time, Leland, what if Donald Trump had won the election Mm. over Joe Biden? Yeah. Where do you think where do you think the American left would be on? vaccines right now versus where they are today i'll i'll tell you where they would be because it's where they were in october yeah when remember they memory hold this but the left was saying whoa 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 we can't rush this vaccine right We we can't be trusting the government on a vaccine coming out now if donald trump had won the election they would be 180 degrees on the other side of this thing. You yeah. know it, yeah. and I know it. Well, and you know it, what? It I would be standing. Truth. I would be standing with them on that, regardless. I, I, you know, I wouldn't support Trump telling us we had to take a vaccine either. You know what I mean? But you're so right. They would be exactly where they were on Twitter before the election. Yeah, it, it, it and they they've changed because Joe Biden's now the president. So they they sort of calibrate their sort of personal ideology based on who's in power. And I would just offer that your your own personal principles and your own personal values ought not be calibrated based on yeah. who's in or out, but based on who you are and based on who, what our country is and based on our fundamental values. Back in, um, back in 2017, right when I started with CNN, do you remember the whole craze? It was right after Trump got elected. And there was a whole craze of, of liberals on TV and elsewhere talking about how we have to immediately ban Donald Trump from Twitter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and it, he's going to start a war. He's going to get people killed. We have to ban. And I remember having these panels and thinking, my God, this is sort of lunacy. But look where look where we have come in the last five years. They did ban Donald Trump from Twitter. And they'll ban anyone else that they decide because they, you know, now on the left, speech is violence. That's their, that's their mantra. You know, speech is unsafe. Speech is violence. I remember thinking at the time, there's no possible way 
we're ever going to go. No, we we made it, brother. <laughs> we, we are here. They, we are here. They are literally banning the people who they deem unsafe in their speech. And they, they got to Trump. And I don't agree with Donald Trump half the time, but, you know, they yeah. got to Trump. They trying to throw Joe Rogan off the air. And by the way, Joe Rogan's only safe because he's profitable. Yeah. I mean, if, if yeah. this guy had a nibbling whatever podcast, he'd be gone too. But, you know, oh, yeah. he's safe because of his success. hundred percent. They're, they've already shut down a lot of podcasts, not, not Spotify in particular, but a lot of podcasts have been demonetized. YouTube has been demonetizing his YouTube has demonetized anything associated with Joe Rogan, um, you know, to that point. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to not this. I, 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 this is still on the same topic, but it's just shifting it a little bit while I have you. And it's Scott Jennings from CNN. I want to I want to give some kudos to one of your colleagues, and that's Jake Tapper, um, because this goes along with what you were saying when you said, I don't think we should be owing our allegiance to what a political party, whether right or left, right, in terms of how we line ourselves ideologically, our principles should be our principles. And Jake Tapper sort of took Jimmy Kimmel to task. I'm going to let you listen a little bit of this here. But wait a minute. And this was, was by the way, this was about Steve Ducey when uh, the president called him an SOB. You uh, were in the bathroom. But wait a minute. Fox News says you are, you know, that you're on Team Biden and you are a mouthpiece for the Democrats. And yet here you are defending Peter Ducey, who, as far as I've been able to tell, is indeed a dumb son of a. So. I, uh, I, I do not agree with that. And I, and I will say, like. Standards for decency uh, don't have to do with whether or not you like the people that are being treated poorly. It just has to do with the standard. And, yes, I recognize that. Um, and he got, a, he got a hand there, which was heartening, because he's saying, look, the standard is the standard. That's what I think we've lost a lot of in America. You, as you said, didn't always agree with Trump. Neither did I. Uh, your principles have been aligned with conservatism for you, for me, very similarly. And I think that's why I respect you so much. But this is what Tapper is saying. The standard is the standard. It doesn't matter who's in office. It doesn't matter what the reporter's leanings are. The standard is the standard. And we're losing that. Oh, and, and Jimmy Kimmel's lead into that. First of all, Jake Tapper is one of the best people I've ever met in media. He's a stand-up guy. He has values. He has standards. He's got one of the best shows on TV. And when I'm on the lead at 4 o'clock in the afternoons, when I'm privileged to be on, it's it's a great experience. So I, I'm glad you played that clip. Kimmel, the lead up from Kimmel tells you all you need to know about the, how the American left used the free press. The free press is only good if it's towing the company line. Mm-hmm. So if, if media, if reporters, if journalists are willing to go on and say everything Jimmy Kimmel wants them to say, then it's good. Journalism is good. But if they go on and ask a question that might bust the narrative, all, all of a sudden – you know, he's a dumb SOB. He's right. no, free press is no longer a good thing. And that is that goes hand in hand with the conversation we just had about the idea of speech and information flow in America. You, It doesn't matter who you are, whether you're Joe Rogan or Peter Ducey, who's a real good journalist, yeah, a good, good journalist, asking good questions. By the way, legitimate questions. Yeah. If you get out of line... They, they chuck the idea of free speech. They chuck the idea. Remember during the Trump years? Well, we can't have these attacks on a free press. Right. Joe Biden's whole campaign was, I got to restore the soul of the nation because of these attacks on the media. Listen, meet the new boss. Same as the old. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it tells you all you need to know about the ideology and the, and the lack of principles from some of these folks on the left that they would chuck speech and chuck the idea of a free independent press out the window. The minute 
they get out of line. Yeah. It's, it's outrageous. It is indeed. Scott Jennings, always good to have you, my friend. Keep keep holding the line on CNN. You do a fantastic job. Your columns are always poignant uh, and well-written. Thank you so much for your time today. We'll talk soon, okay? Thanks, Leland. See you, buddy. All right, brother. Uh, that, of course, is uh, my friend Scott Jennings from CNN. He's the one of the few with common sense on that network. He's very, very good. So I just want to drop back in on what I said at the beginning, uh, the tweet that I put out. Let me be clear, if you're on the side of those seeking to silence voices and opinions, either through government or corporations, then you are on the side of every despicable, oppressive tyrant in human history. You are at best dangerously ignorant and at worst complicit. Joni Mitchell, another big hippie music uh, artist, said, hey, pull my stuff from Spotify, too. Until you get rid of Joe Rogan. Now, this is Joni Mitchell, who has long time been a leftist, long time been an advocate of free speech, long time been an advocate of my body, my choice, until it gets to this stupid vaccine discussion. And then suddenly, anybody who disagrees with companies that she used to, I'm sure, believe were horrible, big pharma companies, anybody who disagrees with them being completely uh, not held liable for anything, making billions of dollars because the government wants to force you into it. Suddenly she's on the side of, of that instead of my body, my choice. So it's my body, my choice until I get so scared of a virus that more than uh, 99.5% of people who get it survive. And if you don't have a bunch of comorbidities, it's even higher than that. What is going on with us in this country? So I don't think we can underestimate or overstate how big of a deal the current discussion in America about free speech is. And if you're being silent about this, you're part of the problem. I'm serious. All it takes for good men or for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. This is that point. This is our time. This is the moment. This is the moment where our generation gets to fight for freedom, and we have to do it. If we don't stand up for free speech, just so you know, I don't agree with everything Joe Rogan says. He's a lefty who endorsed uh, uh, universal income, basic income, and Bernie Sanders. But I will fight for his right to say the things that he says and for his right to have people on who have an enormous amount of information, an enormous amount of knowledge, an enormous amount of scholarship on things like vaccines and on things like therapies for COVID, I will fight for his right to have them on and ask questions that go against the common narrative. I, I think it was uh, Howard Stern, the great shock jock, who made his money because of the First Amendment, his millions and millions of dollars because of the First Amendment. He said, I agree with free speech, but this is life and death. I'm sorry, but life and death is all the more reason to have it. And if you can't see that, again, you're part of the problem. All right, a quick word from our sponsors. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed this episode. It was made possible by my friends at Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. Tim Montgomery and his work crews have a work ethic and a craftsmanship value second to none. That means second to nobody. I've seen them work. I know what their work ethic is. It's why I believe in them. And I also know what the quality of their craftsmanship is. That's also why I believe in them. We had an ugly, unusable island in our kitchen, and they made it usable and beautiful. The work they did, I'm confident, is one of the main reasons why our house sold in less than a day when we put it on the market in Oldham County. These guys are fantastic. And they have three designers on staff to help make your dream kitchen come true. George, Kelly, and Michelle are standing by waiting for you to call at 502-930-3304. See some samples of their work at LouisvilleCabinetsAndCountertops.com. And you know we're hearing about supply chain crisis all over the world right now? That's not the case at Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. They have beautiful cabinets in stock now ready to go. Go to the cabinet section of their website. 
click on in-stock cabinets and look at all the amazing, beautiful styles from modern, like sleek, clean lines to beautiful country style and everything in between, shaker and everything in between. So check them out. You can see all of that online, and they're ready to go. So if you're a contractor, do it yourself, or, or you just already know what you want. There's not going to be any delays in your project with Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. Check them out again, 502-930-3304 or LouisvilleCabinetsAndCountertops.com. If you're in Louisville, Oldham County, or Southern Indiana, this is the place to go. Check them out again, LouisvilleCabinetsAndCountertops.com. Big thanks to Louisville Cabinets and Countertops for helping us get to 100,000-plus downloads and you for sharing it with your friends. Dynamics Audio Productions in Lexington helps us with the audio. And, of course, you sharing this with your friends is part of how we get the message out. It's at Leland Show on Twitter. It's at Great Lando on Instagram. And, of course, it's a free subscription and download so that fresh new episodes are sent directly to your pocket at the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. I am Leland Conway, The Disruption Show.